Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and speaker. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network, so definitely check out all the great stuff they have there. Today we have a special episode. This is season four, episode 31, and we have with us Dr. Jenny Nash, uh, first time guest, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Lego in the classroom, something I absolutely love. But before we get into all of that, it's Jenny's first time here on Well Played, so if Jenny could please introduce herself, that would be great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to join you. So I am Jenny Nash, and I'm the head of education impact for the Lego Education Company here in the U.S. And what that means is I really get to think a lot about how districts are implementing our learning solutions in classrooms with the curriculum, the professional development, and all of the supports that we provide. So I get to really work closely with a lot of teachers, with a lot of districts, and, and I'd say that's the absolute best part about my job. That, uh, I gotta say, that sounds like an amazing title, and I, I wanna sort of unpack that just a, just a smidge. Uh, head of Education Impact Team for LEGO. So, what I mean, what is what does LEGO have cooking up in the Education Impact Team? So we're really focused on our LEGO Education solutions, and like I said, curriculum professional development. It's not just a cool robot in the classroom. It's really thinking about STEAM learning and playful learning, and how that can really be purposefully done to impact our students. And so at the end of the day, we're worried about those students and their learning and the outcomes that we can bring to them. And if we want students to be able to do it, we know that we need confident teachers that can do it as well. So we're really thoughtful about the professional development that we provide for those teachers. So in creating these really amazing solutions, and, and when we're talking about our solutions, it's the familiar Lego brick that everybody knows and loves packaged in a way that can be reused over and over to teach our students with programming and encoding that the students are doing. So they're building these models, these robots, they're programming, they're bringing to life and just uncovering all of the learning that can happen as a result. So the engineering that's happening, the science, the math, uh, just, just the coding, the computational thinking, the projects that they can create, the problems they can solve we really want to give students the, the vehicle and the skills to tackle all of that. Um, and by doing it in a way that it embeds into everything else that they're already learning. So I'm a history teacher and I have to say, hearing you talk, hearing all the things that are going on there, I, I am just amazed at like all that Lego can do, right? We, I, I know our school has Lego robotics. It is unbelievable the things you can do, but I almost want to just for a moment, just highlight how amazing just the Lego brick is. And as an educator, I teach sixth grade, I teach middle school, just the brick itself, right? Like if you think about it, like one of the wonders of the world, the, the, the pyramids is literally brick stacked on brick, right? But it's that engineering mind, like what could we create if we stacked these bricks in, in such a manner, right? And, and the endless possibilities that they have, that they offer, I think Lego is an amazing tool to have in the classroom. And it can go from bricks all the way up to, you know, like you said, coded situations with Lego uh, Mindstorm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just think about, I mean, even teaching history, how you could bring that to life because you can create models of things that maybe we can't experience in everyday life. And so students can create that as a way to investigate 
and kind of uncover the learning. They can think about something that they might help our world. And now they can build it and create it and prototype it and see what happens. And it's so great because it's Lego. So if it doesn't work, you just take it apart and you try again. And they're really able to come up with ideas and solutions that, that they might dream, but otherwise think that they can't bring to life. But now they can. So it's really an amazing time to let students just just kind of run with their ideas and be creative. And, and I mean, they need that right now. They need a vehicle to be creative with. What, what I love to creativity is clearly a skill that we in K-12 need to continue to sort of foster all the way through because it's clear that we need creative solutions to tackle some of the real world problems that are going to exist for this generation <laughs> as they sort of take, take the reins uh, as they become adults. And what I like about uh, Lego in general is students approach it with an openness, right? Because it, it's it's the brick. It's the brick they've known since they were a kid. Like the the brick the, the brick can bring no harm other than stepping on it, right? Like that's that's the only that's the only <laughs> Lego pain that there is. And I love that like my kids when I give them a Lego task, and, and I use Lego a lot in my classroom for all sorts of creative activities. But the, all the sort of apprehension melts away because it's Lego. Mm -hmm. Like the the, the the there's a base familiarity and a comfort. That, they, that there's a willingness to try these things where sometimes when you try other creative tasks, it's a really like hard uphill. Like kids are like, well, I don't like to draw. I'm not good at drawing. I'm not going to draw. Like, are we getting graded on our drawing? Like they're super worried about it where it's like, no, I'm yeah. trying to infuse creativity here. And that never seems to happen with the Lego part. Yeah. You know, the other cool thing that happens, we talk about meaningful failure a lot. There's this, this ability to fail that students are otherwise completely afraid of. I mean, we conducted a Harris poll, actually, and have data that students are overwhelmed by this idea of failing in school. But you put that Lego brick in front of them, it's just like you said. Yeah. Suddenly, I can't build. That doesn't come out of their mouths. Their hands just do the thinking for them, and they start that creative process, and they fail. They, they often fail. Almost always they fail, and, and we love it. We want to set them up to have failures because they learn so much. Failure is the best teacher. And so if they can have that meaningful failure and understand that it's okay, and I can just take it apart and try again, and they learn that in life, you've got to have iterations. You've got to have failures to learn from. It starts to break down some of that feeling of, you know, failure is not a good thing. You know, it's, it's taken on this bad connotation, unfortunately. So how do we break that down and provide them this vehicle for having good, meaningful failures that they learn from? And that's one of the best things, I think, as you're describing that, it makes me think of that we have that opportunity to give kids uh, a learning opportunity by failing. Yeah. So in my classroom, I definitely talk about it being a risk rich environment and what you want to do is get away from, I, I feel like the word fail has like two meanings, right? One, just yeah. that you were not successful on whatever you were setting out to do. And that's the thing we want them to learn from. But then like fail has been co-opted, co-opted by the actual grade, like the F as in yeah. a grade and, and they can't see the two like we're trying to use it over here on this like iterative process, but kids are locked into, yeah, but like fail means like terrible grade. And so yeah. almost you're making me think this is on the spot. I haven't really thought about this, but like you're making me think we should almost change. We're not going to be able to change the grade. Unfortunately, like there, that is locked in. <laughs> That's above our hands. This is above our pay grade. But I wonder if we could use a different word instead of like learning from failure Maybe mm -hmm. we could say like you you learn by like doing or maybe teach them this word, this iterative word and let them really understand it 
And so Absolutely. we kind of shy away from that word because that word to me, to, to them means great. Yeah, but I think teaching them about the iterative process, right? So when we think about STEM and STEAM learning, I mean, one of the reasons I love it is because it's not about a right answer. It's about presenting this way to explore and see connections between science and math or, you know, design engineer something and, and you're testing it and, you know, computational thinking, maybe you're coding it, but but it is about learning that that there's an iterative process. You don't just always go straight to the right answer. Don't, you know, kids used to ask me when I was teaching, what page is the answer on? And it's like, if, if I'm providing you with a question that, that I can point an answer to, maybe I need to reframe my question because we want it to be about that that kind of continuous learning spiral and I think, you know, iteration, teaching students this idea, giving them ex- hands-on experiences through like a Lego education lesson uh, where, they, where they get to experience iteration because we're asking them to prototype and try two or three ideas, pick which one was the best idea. Um, just thinking about our Spike Prime as, as one of our solutions, it's, it's our middle school STEAM robotic solution. And, you know, we're having them tackle these problems where they need to create more than one type of legs for a hopper model and then they have to pick which one's the best so so we're forcing them to kind of think about oh i've got to try more than one thing i've got to think about which one's best it's all that iterative process and if we can embed that in the learning often it just becomes a part of the way they approach and tackle problems rather than thinking oh i've got to come up with the right answer the right solution right off the bat you don't you just get in there you play you build it you create it you see what happens and that's can be really powerful for kids yeah and i think where lego is uniquely positioned in the education space to do just that to have the iterative process built right into it is the fact that when you begin it is just a pile of legos right like so immediately like you're struck with i have to like build something and like you can't jump to the end it 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 truly it lays right in front of you that this is a journey Mm -hmm. yeah and there's no avoiding the fact that there's this journey uh, because there's a pile of bricks and, and you're telling me at the end we're going to make a robot that's going to pick up a ball and like drop it into like a cylinder like clearly there's a journey ahead of you right <laughs> yeah uh, but like you said so many other tasks and projects kids want to almost just jump straight to the finish line they don't want to do the journey and so I think one of the things that I'd like to offer to the well-played community is as you're talking to your students about those things you know talk about the journey and maybe use kid language about a video game like what you're saying you want me to do here in my classroom kids is let you jump straight to the boss at the end would you like it if you spent 80 dollars on a video game and literally level one was just the boss and then like you you won you beat the boss well no it's fun to like try to level lose discover the sword you know get the power up here gain skills Mm -hmm. and learn the unique button combinations and you've mastered that and at the end you're excited to go into that boss so like lego has that journey laid right out and you know if we can sort of as teachers map out that same sort of journey in some of our own things that'd be awesome yeah, I think it's really great. And when we think about the way the the best way to kind of approach learning and how we're approaching learning with Lego education, so our lessons are laid out in a nice way to kind of build up. It's it's a scaffold, right? So it's exactly what you just said in that game scenario. Students need to understand how to do the basic programming. How do you program a sensor? What does a sensor do? How does it work? How can this motor move? What what about when I attach things to this motor? How can I make it move? 
they need all of those experiences. And so we've tried to build that in our thinking with our lesson plans so that they have those basic experiences. We provide them the the building instructions that we all know and are familiar with with Lego. And, and they create something, but then we take it the next step. Okay, now change something, iterate on it, add this piece or part. And slowly we get to a point where we don't give them building instructions. They completely design it by themselves because they've learned how to kind of do all those parts and pieces and put it together. And, and same with the coding. You know, we're providing them with, with pieces up front and learning how to put those coding pieces together. And then later they can kind of build it on their own. And it's the same thing. So how can we design that ability to, to give them hand-holding and then slowly take it away and scaffold it up so it's very, very open-ended to see where they take it? Because then the students are confident. We want to build that confidence and the resilience not to give up in what they're creating and building. So at the end, we can think about what's a problem in our world that we could tackle and how can we prototype a solution for that with our Lego bricks. And, and that's what we really want students to be empowered to do. And so it's all about building that up for them, for them and for the teacher, you know, the teacher to feel confident also, you know, bringing that to life in their classroom. Uh, well, I gotta say like, Jane, like what I like about that is as a, as an educator, I feel like what you're talking about is what's happening in the class. Like what we're building in the class actually builds beyond the class because you're talking about a skill set of empowering kids. Like, and by, by doing the old school sort of trial and error, like you talked about the motor, I have definitely walked into a lot of Lego yeah. robotics classes where kids are toying with like, what level should we set it? Oh, that overshot the thing, the target we were trying to get to. So we mm -hmm. need to time it, you know, differently. We're gonna either play with the motor or the resistance or like the weight, you know, like we have so many different variables you can play with, but it's that old school trial and error. But when they uncover, that right answer like they're the ones that literally walked that journey and got to that sort of finish we made it happen that builds beyond the classroom because now you've given them this sense of empowerment that like oh my gosh like i can do this i can learn things and then all of a sudden i'm stronger i'm better i'm faster for it yeah and it's it's the skills I mean, we, we know we need to teach the, the content, the standards, you know, we want to hit all of that. And it's important to get those concepts for students. But what's happening, as you're describing behind the scenes, are the skills that they're building. So think about, you know, their ability to now ideate and think of different solutions that could work to a problem, because they've learned how to be creative and, and kind of think outside of just having one right answer. The ability to, to collaborate, because we have students always working together. So we're having those conversations. We understand how to connect all of the SEL skills, the social emotional learning that's happening as we learn to kind of navigate working together socially while also regulating our own emotions in the background. You know, uh, I'm not saying it's all fun. It's, it's all pretty fun in the end, but there can be moments of frustration and that's okay. Because again, those, those are skills that we take with us and transfer to everything we do in life. And I think what you're describing is those skills. I mean, that's, that's really the most powerful piece of what students can take away from this type of learning you know, if we just allow it to happen. And, you know, we talk a lot about playful learning. And when when we define those characteristics, our, our Lego Foundation has done a lot of research actually into what makes it playful learning. And it is the ability to be socially interactive, to iterate in our thinking, to be actively engaged. But it also is about being very meaningful for students and joyful. We want it to be joyful. We want it to be exciting that they want to do this work in the end even though it's not joyful the whole time, it, it, you know, there are the bumps in the road, but in the end, you know, they're very excited about what they've been able to create and put together. That's the power we want to unlock for students in the classroom. That's when those skills become 
you know, not just the soft skills that we talk about, but the real true skills that they have to gain to take with them. And oh, by the way, you know, the knowledge and, and all of the concepts that you're talking about, they remember it. Uh, I remember in my own classrooms, I, I, I still sometimes hear from, from uh, some of my students. It's been a long time, but I still hear from them every now and then. They remember the projects we did because they could remember that that joyful kind of interactive learning that they were doing versus just, just a class where they were, you know, reading or, or watching videos. And, and I think that really makes a difference for our students in the long run. 100%. So, I mean, you're going to... that comment is definitely going to land well with the well-played community because we that's what we're all about is this active engagement we really want kids to get off the sideline and play like this is full contact education right we really want kids you know rolling up the sleeves doing the hard work and as you said it doesn't mean every moment is like super playful smiles everything's great but nothing in life that you are really truly proud of. I mean, if you honestly look through all your accomplishments in your life, they are the things that came with great sacrifice because you overcame them. You did the journey, right? And Lego, like I said, is such a perfect example of the journey, right? And it's going to stick. You're going to be proud of it. You're going to remember seven years later. Remember that robot we built and how like we couldn't get the motors at all the work, but then eventually like we did it, you know? And yeah. like just that, that that that's a story that's an experience that changes the entire landscape of, of a classroom of a kid's mindset towards towards education and growth mindset themselves like like you said sel skills through the roof because uh as as a middle school teacher we have advisory so we teach them like how to be like nice to each other and not bully and all those mm -hmm. other things but when taught in isolation that's like a cold exactly. fact. That's like a, hey, we read about this scenario. It's a whole nother to be like in a risk-rich environment where we're trying to build this Lego thing. We're failing. We're getting frustrated with each other. I said, no, I need a two-by-four brick. Like, why aren't you giving me the two-by-four? That's what I need, right? But in the end, when we accomplish it, like, it's the team. The team accomplishes it. We have that social bonding. We, we get through some of those problems. And you get to have a coachable moment about teaching, like, some things like empathy in the moment as opposed to some sort of cold advisory fact on the side yeah i love it Did, you'll have to repeat it for me did you say full contact yeah this is play? Like, yeah full contact play i love that and we talk a lot about you know if if your hands on your mind's on and i think that's it you know you're you're fully embedded in it you're fully engrossed in, in the learning of what you're doing and and you're you're interactive. You're you're hands-on, uh, full contact. I love that. That's yeah. a great way to describe it. Like, this is this is awesome stuff. And kids, I will say, feel the difference, and they know the difference. And what's awesome too, if like you're listening here and you're wondering, like, ah, oh, man, like, I don't know how I'm going to continue to infuse Legos. One, I got to tell you, one of the most versatile things I've ever bought for my classroom has been Legos. And uh, while Legos uh, are a premium product. They're a premium brand. They never break. They're like indestructible. That's right. Like that they are the they are built to last. I mean, we stand high on our our pillar of quality because we want to make sure that it's going to be used year after year for our students. Yeah, so, so that they can continue the learning. I I use I don't have the 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 robotics kits. I have just Lego Legos, but I have my kids build scenes from previous night's readings. I do them as Lego mm -hmm. build challenges. You guys have 20 minutes to build three scenes from last night's reading and it's 
they're in groups so they're working in their groups they're building their scene and then they have to take photos of each scene then they have to put it in like a little video editor and do like a voiceover of all three get that to me in 20 minutes that entire activity was designed around the failure mechanic i knew they were not going to be able to do that and then we process it like why didn't we why weren't we able to do that and it's like ah oh, well <laughs> you laid legos in front of us so we played with legos a lot and you're like all right and then we try it again you know a week later on some other reading and all of a sudden two groups get done and you're like well what did you do well we broke the task up we first had a little power what are the three scenes we want to make some people did that some people started writing the voiceover and we got it done by the third attempt they're all successful. And that's when I share with my sixth graders, hey, I designed this like for you to fail. And here you are, all of the groups were successful. Such an empowering sort of sense. And it is done through collaboration. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it, it's, it's hard as a teacher sometimes to set your students up for failure, but we've got to do it. It's so great. Um, so, so I mentioned Spike Prime before. Yeah. Uh, so, so if I can just share for a minute, um, because this is actually something really cool that we've done. Spike Prime is our middle school focused um, solution. You know, again, I, I keep saying solution because it's really more than just the bricks mm -hmm. that are that are in the package. You've, you've got the coding software that goes with it, the lesson plans that are available for teachers, uh, the professional development, the getting started, all the supports that are in place. But when we think about what it is, it's a STEAM learning tool that allows combining the bricks and the coding to create these, these robots, these movable models. Well, one of the things that we did in order to really, you know, get students thinking about this idea of troubleshooting is there, there is a lesson that has building instructions and they follow the building instructions just like any other Lego model and they're wrong. At the end, the model doesn't work because it's wrong. And that, that's just kind of unheard of with Lego to, to do such a thing. But we are purposely setting students up to learn how to troubleshoot, how to go into the code and see where problems is, or how to go into the model and really recognize where those problems are. So we've got to take those opportunities with anything that we're doing. I'm just using that as an example to yeah. set students up to, to learn those things. And I think what you're describing is so great, too. Um, you know, it's, it's teachers often say, well, where do I get started? Well, you can get started in a small way or a big way. You know, you take bricks that you have, you take one of our sets, you bring it in the classroom. What's a story you're already reading? What's a, a lesson you're already going through? Have them build models that are relevant to what you're doing. It's an easy way to quickly embed it and just get started without feeling like you have to take on the whole, you know, unit or the whole uh, design of the set uh, all at once. So, so I love that you're doing that with your students because it's such a great way for our teachers to think about just getting started super like low-key easy thing anybody can do is lego sells the like they're like yellow box sort of versions where it's just a ton of bricks you know you can get them at target you can get them off lego you can get them uh costco sells a big box like this and what we'll buy one of those and what i do sometimes is have them grab just like a random handful and so they have like whatever 15 pieces in front of them and then you ask them like a question and with only 15 pieces in front of them whatever they build is going to be abstract so now mm -hmm. it's a higher order thinking because like they're going to snap together a few things and kind of say like see i made a tree and like no you didn't like that is not a tree <laughs> but, but if you can tell me about it and convince me it's a tree it's a tree exactly and then like the they're connected part. to content i actually did it with back to school night with my parents they did the same thing and i asked what did what uh, why is history important and then they like 
snapped together some Legos and then they kind of went around and they kind of like explained it. I took photos of graphs of them. Yeah. And then like I showed the kids the next day, like your parents and they're smile. They're all smiling. They're super happy. I'm like, here are adults playing with like 15 random pieces of Lego trying to answer an essay question. And love it. And loving it. Like the entire time. So, so I mean, a shout out then Michael to our Lego education community that teachers can join just to get ideas just like that. What are other teachers doing that are that are quick, easy? You know, which set do I get? What do I bring in? And our community is just full of, you know, peers, teachers, educators that are sharing just ideas like that. So that's another great place to just go and kind of get those ideas and think about, well, you know, I'm a sixth grade history teacher. Or, you know, I'm a fourth grade teacher. Or I'm a science teacher. You know, what are others in my situation doing? Um, so I think I'll do a sh- quick shout out to maybe check out our community online. And and how do they get there again? So if you go to our website, legoeducation.com, and you'll see a link to go right to it and join in. Look at that. That's super simple. Yeah. Super easy. Yeah. So great. Want to get everybody, you know, all the resources that they can have. Absolutely. I have to say, too, I wanted to sort of commend Lego as a as a overarching sort of product and brand. Uh is a really socially responsible brand and uh as somebody that's believes in like taking care of our world and taking care of the world's people uh lego has been always at the forefront of all of that when they don't have to i mean they're a for-profit company that could keep those profits and keep making legos and it is a wholesome company through and through who help education through things like lego education but also through so many other charitable donations uh it's it's really a commendable company yeah it's it's really a great company to be a part of because we we want to have impact in all the right ways right so we just think about you know what what's right for people what's right for our planet uh and try to really make sure that that's true across all of our materials that we create it's pretty awesome now i have to ask like my last question to you here before we get to our reflection time, it's like pretty awesome. You get to work for Lego, right? I mean, like this is, this is like dream world for me, like, but you've made it to the promised land. It's, it it is super fun. So I was lucky enough to be teaching with Lego education materials. I was doing STEM outreach from a university um, and, and, you know, got tapped on the shoulder to get to join the team. So it's, it's really fantastic because we have a team of people that just really, like I said before, we're, we're focused on the impact that we can have for students, the outcomes that we can have and everything that we're developing. You know, I was talking about Spike Prime before, you know, we've really been thoughtful about the types of bricks we use, making sure that, you know, kind of all populations of students are going to be interested in and, and reflective, you know, our girls going to love it just as much. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure they're going to love it. You know, all of those things, we try to take all of that into consideration to make it accessible for every student because we want every student to be successful with it. We want every student to have, STEM, STEAM learning that's hands-on and playful and, and really enriches their experience so that they'll, that they'll love it and they won't shy away from it. And I'll, I, I'll just share quickly, um, mm-hmm. we've been lucky enough to be a part of the Rebuild the World campaign. Um, it's in the second year, and this year we were um, being a part of it as Lego Education to really inspire the message for educators and students. So there's a really great video because this campaign is all about meaningful failure, like we talked about before. Um, and, and how essential it is to teaching because we're focused on resilience and confidence and learning for our students. So we've got this great video. It's centered around a character, Hannah, and we see her really going through building and unbuilding and rebuilding and, and everything that kind of happens as she's trying to create this 
this robot um, and the learning that she's having through those iterations and, and play. So kind of everything we've been talking about here is relevant and, and kind of found in this video. It's just very inspirational because she sees it as it's it's never beyond repair. If it breaks, she can fix it. If something happens, you know, the dog gets involved, you know, she comes up with a new way to tackle it. And I think that's the message of what we want to be able to do. We want every student to have that kind of experience and learning, you know, to see the world that way and, and not shy away from failure, but take on those iterations. So I, I would encourage everybody to, to see that because when I watch it, it just really makes me feel like, yes, I'm doing the right things in, in life and, and getting to be a part of this team because I know that we can have this impact on the world. Um, so, so it's also on our webpage, legoeducation.com slash rebuild confidence um so you can find that video I encourage everybody to check it out it, it just if nothing else it's very inspirational to get to watch and think about what we really can truly do for our students if we just if we just jump in and try i love it i love it that's a great attitude and a great message so we are now at reflection time on our podcast here and this one's a little different having you as the guest i thought like i'm gonna use one of my favorite ad campaign slogans here from the 1979 lego uh campaign in which there was this this picture of this like freckly like red-haired little girl she was probably i don't know nine and she's got like a multicolored you know construction she made at home this isn't like a kid or anything else you can tell she just put these bricks together and the question is, what is it? And Lego's response in the ad campaign is, what it is, is beautiful. So I just kind of want to spin that really shortly, your take, my take, in what we've talked about today. I love it. You know, um, sometimes people ask me, they, they say, well, you know, why STEM? Why did you become a STEM teacher? What do you love about it? And, and it's that type of attitude of students have the ability to create, to to bring their ideas to life. And, you know, even with Lego, the great thing is, as we were saying, you can build a tree and it may not look like a tree, but to you, it's a beautiful, wonderful tree and you can talk yeah. about it and you can explain it and you can bring it to life through your your words and your own meaning behind it. And and that's what I think about when I think about that quote. We we as STEM teachers can bring that to life if we, if we just give kids that opportunity to to experience, to get hands-on, to create something. And in the end, to them, it's going to be beautiful. And then it's going to be beautiful to us when they explain to us what it is. Yeah, for me, I love it because it, it 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 perfectly, to me, encapsulates Lego. It is, there's a curiosity, you know, like, what can I build? What is this that you built? Like, there's this excitement around discovering what it is that we can do and that what what is done. And then there's this natural confidence and creativity like it's creative confidence like you are able to say like yeah. Yeah, this thing's a treat you see how i like did this and made the shape like that and like yeah i didn't have a bunch of brown and green but like still look for you know look at it and then you can kind of explain your your answer your ideas and ultimately right there even in the ad campaign it is immediately also showing a fellowship like clearly mm -hmm. somebody's asking her what it is and her kind of like response from her heart is it's beautiful like it's it doesn't matter what the answer is but yeah. like there's that fellowship and it's it's truly beautiful it is and i think what you said too about just giving kids time to talk and explain and share so important we need to never we need to never leave that part out allow that time to happen 
100%. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really, really appreciate having you, Jenny. Thanks so much. This was so great. I hope I can come back sometime. Definitely. We would love to have you on again sometime. Uh, it sounds like you have so many irons in the fire there. That, like I know we didn't get to talk about them all. Uh, everyone else, so nice to have you guys joining each and every week on the Well Played Community. You can share this out. You can also watch the video of this on my YouTube channel. This again is season four, episode 31. Love to have you check that out. All right, everybody, have a great day and play on.